Welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm not even going to give this podcast a number. I really just want to talk about one thing because this is the only thing that's really sort of lighting up inside this week, and that is Pirates of the Caribbean. And I, I, I just want to sort of share my final thoughts on this. And the reason why these are kind of my final thoughts on this whole thing is I, I got my refund from Joe Newhart at Pinball Star. Amazing guy. He refunded me. In about 20 minutes, I texted him. I said, Joe, hey, I'd like to get my money back on Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition. Uh, And awesome guy. Money back in my account within 20 minutes. That's how it should be when you change your mind on a pinball machine when the deposit is refundable. I I can't even imagine waiting like years and years and years for a refund. But I want to give my real reasons why. And this is like just... Everything I've been reading, everything I've personally been feeling about why I canceled Pirates of the Caribbean. And look, uh, again, this is going to be a pretty honest, maybe somewhat uh, not brutal. It's going to be just, I think, pretty fair and objective. But I want to give the real reasons. And here, it, it comes down to two things for me. The reason why I canceled Pirates of the Caribbean, one reason is out of the fact that I'm just bummed out that I don't like the changes, okay? There's just like, I just don't like the solutions they came up with. The second reason why I canceled is just because of principle, is I don't like how they did it. I I just, I want to almost like send Jersey Jack Pinball a little bit of a message that you just can't do that. Like this isn't how you can uh, get people to stay on board. And I'll explain why, all right? I'll explain why. It's real simple. A pinball machine is a non-essential toy, right? It's something we don't need. It's something none of us should really be spending $9,500 on or $12,500 on, right? There are a lot more things in life that we could spend that money on that would be a much better use of the money, right? So if you start looking at it through that lens that this non-essential toy that I don't even need that most of you already have many of and you don't need another, Right, it's like having a sort of a fancy tuxedo jacket. You have eight of them. Do you need the ninth to still enjoy fancy tuxedo jackets? You don't. All right, so you don't really need the game. You want it because you're bored of your other tuxedo jackets and your other pinball machines a little bit. So you don't really need pinball machines. Uh, but the reason why we love pinball machines and love new pinball machine experiences. Um, is because each game is different and each game gives us something new and something to fall in love with and something to be excited by. Now, the thing about pinball machines is they take a few years to develop and the designers and the companies, you know, we're always really excited to see what they come out with next, right? We're always trying to imagine what's going to be in the future pinball machines. Like how many of you out there aren't dreaming about what it's what is Deadpool going to look like? What is Munsters? What is Toy Story going to look like? What is Willy Wonka going to look like, right? There's always this sort of uh, expectation in our minds of how magical and incredible each new pinball machine is. And that's what pulls us through this hobby on the collector level, right? The tournament guys, they're just dreaming about, uh, you know, how can I exploit the multipliers and the codes? And those guys are no fun. Anyway, um, so that's that's what keeps people like really excited for each new title release right they want to see a theme they love be transformed into a magical uh, pinball experience okay but the thing is two years roughly go into designing a pinball machine and when a pinball machine is designed a designer has an idea and they built a game around the features and the functions of the game 
And we all saw Pirates of the Caribbean when it was revealed to us, and there was so much emphasis on the spinning disc in the middle of this game, and so much of the potential of what that would develop into, right? So much of how the experience of Pirates of the Caribbean uh, would revolve around those spinning discs because of how it related to the code and how it related to the movies themselves. And let's be honest, everybody, on just a pure like theme level, nobody really wants Pirates of the Caribbean right now. This isn't a theme that if Jack did any market research, he would realize that Pirates of the Caribbean is a theme that the pinball buying community has been clamoring for, right? It's really like a strange theme, but but Eric really developed and designed like something that really sort of no one cared about the theme anymore because of all these like crazy innovations, all right? And so that's what everyone fell in love with. And they sold us this product and, and these bag of goods as what was worth $9,500 or $12,500, right? So all this innovation was going to go into these things, all right? And then we all know what happened, right? They showed it really early, they did some testing, and they realized that the spinning disc didn't really work well. And that, uh, you know, and look, I am still on the fence of like who to believe. Are you going to believe everything that is reliability, that we can't ship you broken games? And I watched the video yesterday, and I saw the replacement. I saw the fix, the solve that everyone had been so upset about. And I was even more a little bit disappointed instead of the big spinning disc. I thought the whole thing would spin. It was just like the, the small two-inch inner circle that spins. And I'm looking at this thing spinning. And I'm just thinking to myself, like you went from that to this? And this is what you guys are saying is good enough. And then I'm listening to Eric. And Eric's a great guy. And I feel bummed out. And he's basically saying the following. He's like, you know what? We're really bummed out. We couldn't make the three discs work. Nobody's more bummed out than you are. All right? But we've got to get the game into production. And here's here's our solve. And, he, and right when he said that, like, I knew immediately, like, I'm out. All right? I knew that that is not the mentality I ever want to hear from any company that I'm buying such an expensive, non-essential item from. And I just kept thinking about one thing. If you guys realized that this really fun, complex, innovative thing uh, didn't really work to the way you wanted it to work or had reliability issues, you don't just slap a simple thing there and say, well, that's it. We got to go into production. What you do is you go back to the drawing board and you put something there that is worthy of being smack dab in the middle of this really expensive toy that you need to keep people still really excited for. Instead, I feel like we got this just very mundane, very basic, like 1973 spinning little, you know, it looks like a spinning pimple in the middle of the play field. And, and it's smack dab in the middle. It's something that you will always see right in front of you. And it, it, you just can't unsee what it used to be and see this. You know, the only people that are not going to care are the people who have never even seen the original. And hopefully for them, that's enough people that won't be, you know, that won't be aware of, of what was and now what is. But for me, it's more about, and this is the principal decision of why I bailed. To me, it's more of the principle that if Jersey Jack Pinball wants to sell people premium, high-end, you know, pinball machines, then you can't just say, well, here's, here's 
here's the solve because we have to go into production because that sentence to me is a cost-cutting measure that we need to get the game on the line. Why? Why does it have to go on the line right now? If you didn't fix it, like if you didn't give it an adequate fix, and here's the main thing for me, they didn't give it a fix that they're happy about. It's like, it, this is the fix we had to do. It's not the fix we're happy to show you. And I just can't, I, I can't explain maybe fully how bummed out it feels to be buying such an expensive toy and to feel like the people who are even making it are bummed out. I mean, even, you know, even like, even if they felt bummed out inside, if I'm Eric and company over there, I never would have said like, yeah, we're bummed out. The original discs are gone. I mean, you, you still got to just spin it and be like, look, we're, we're happier with this new thing because it's never going to break. And it actually still, you know, the ball still like, interacts with it and, and, and whatnot. It changes the direction of the ball, which by the way, it doesn't really a little bit, not really, not as much as before. So on principle alone, on principle alone, and I think some of you out there feel the same way. You know, I, I just, I, I don't think pinball companies can operate this way. And I, I want someone to tell me another thing. And when we talk about prototypes and games that used to be put on location years ago, Show me a Bally Williams game that put stuff on location and then yanked out like major features. I mean, I, 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 I see that side of the camp of like, hey, these guys are really trying to look out for our reliability. I mean, I kind of want to call bullshit on that a little bit. I, I do. Because if the concentric rings weren't working and they wanted to give us something else and reliability was the question, fine. But you got to go back to the drawing board, guys, and come up with something far more intricate than that. Like, that's just not going to cut it. You know, it, it'd be like uh, it, people refer to Jersey Jack Pinball as the Mercedes-Benz of pinball. So do you think if Mercedes had this really intricate and innovative and brand new feature on one of their cars and they took it on tour for a year and showed everyone the feature and then at the very last minute they realized it had a reliability issue they would just stick something on there that was 30-year-old technology? I, I mean, I, I, look, I, do we have a right to be upset about this? And that's the other thing, too, is, you know, I talked to a lot of my friends who, who, are, who love JJP, and I love JJP games, too. And I, I, I just, I feel like there's this pressure. There's this pressure on the pinball community that you have to support everything a pinball company does because if you don't, right, if, if people are like, I'm out, if everyone bails on their Pirates of the Caribbean orders, um, could that send Jersey Jack into a terrible financial tailspin? And the thing is this, it's your money. It's your hard-earned money. Like you, are, you should never feel obligated to buy these pinball machines to keep these companies in business. And I felt the same pressure with Houdini. I mean, so many people say things about Houdini that they would never say on the forum because they feel this pressure from the cheerleaders to always just say nice things about new pinball companies. And look what happened when all you did was say nice things about Andrew Highway. I mean, how many times did Andrew Highway come on the forum and say something and got a ton of like thumbs up? I mean, I even saw it the other day. People are, are not liking the Alice Cooper callouts at all. You know, they're like, what the hell is this? Like, and they have a right to be. Again, like people want pinball machines to be as good as they can be. And so they hear those callouts and they're really mediocre and mundane. And then Charlie comes on and is like, relax. Like, and then once he speaks, all the thumbs up happen. It's like these 
pinball companies are treated on this pedestal. And, you know, I, I just, I, for what they charge for these non-essential toys, I, I, I just think it's so silly to blindly cheerlead uh, because you want to see them stick around. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, if they want to stick around, here's everyone, you're all grown adults. If these pinball companies want to stick around, then make great fucking pinball machines. The onus is on them. The onus is not on us, you know, for these pinball companies to stick around. I have to blindly support them and buy games that I feel are compromised and, and uh, bullshit. Bullshit. Why do you feel like, you, you know, the guys who have that mentality, like the Hiltons, this is why I can't stand Hilton so much, is they really, they honestly think that, like, we should just do that, that we should cheerlead every company who's not Stern, and that's how they'll stick around. You know how Stern sticks around? They fucking make pinball machines, and they try their hardest to make the best games possible. Sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail, but they really focus on the manufacturing and how to manufacture to make a profit. That's how they stick around. Right, and and I'm just like I, I just get so annoyed when I hear this like well we have to we have to support we have to stay in on these games or else no the onus is on the company to deliver something that I want as a consumer all right and then you got the other camp that's like well it's still a great game still a great game it, I know what they did but it's still a great game and here's my response to that and this is my metaphor for that explanation of why why it's still a great game. All right, I was at a movie the other day. Great movie, all right? Awesome movie. Um, movie was great. But there was something on the lens. There was something on the lens of the projector, okay? And it was so annoying. Like every time there was like in, in, in all white scene or there was light colors on the screen, uh, I kept seeing like this this image on the screen that was on the projector lens. And it just... It never got out of my mind. I was never fully able to enjoy the experience because of that. It was a distraction. Still a great movie happening in front of me, but I was distracted the whole time because something, you know, it's like someone kicking your seat. And what I'm saying is looking at that spinning thing in the middle of the play field for a lot of people, it's just going to be a distraction. And yet it's still a great game. But it's something that you're just never going to like feel completely satisfied with. And even seeing the trunk permanently open. I mean, we, all we see is pinball companies make mechanisms like that where things open and close. And yet you're going to spend $9,500 and they can't figure that out? And they're like, well, it was because of the diverter. And like, well, then fix that. Then redesign that. Like, I'm sorry. When they found these two issues, they should have gone back to the drawing board and said to people, look, here's the reality. Pirates of the Caribbean, it's going to delay shipping for six months because we need to re-engineer two of the main features on this game that we know you don't want to lose. And do you think anyone would w complain about that? No, nobody, nobody had paid in full. The reality is this. It's clearly a money thing. They need to get the game on the line. But then it's their... It's, see, it's just, it's just on them. Like you design something, now you have to change it. People aren't happy and you have to rush into production. Do you think this is going to go well? Like, do you think this is really going to, did they think this would turn out well? That, I mean, I've been following this hobby now for three, four years. I've never seen a brand do this. I've never seen a company do this. Um, I think the only other person who did this was Andrew Highway had like those like pop-up spinning pop bumpers that he took out of full throttle or there was like spinning disc in full throttle that came up 
but no one even cares about full throttle features that were removed. Nobody even wanted full throttle to begin with, but people were really excited about this game. So that's it. That's it. I, I think it's going to be a tough, a tough road ahead for, for Jersey Jack with this game. And I think people, I think people are, you know what it is about Jack is people are even like more disappointed in him because they know the potential is so there. Right? It's like they're making the sexiest pinball machines on the planet, and there's just always something they just can't get right. And it, it, it's, it's, like, it's like having the hottest chick in the world, and you jump in the bed with her, and, it, and like, it's just not a good experience. Like it's, not, it's, not, it's not as hot as you want it to be. And to me, that's like, that's like JJP in a nutshell. Like It's like everything looks so amazing, but there's just always something that feels like a compromise. Like boasting to the world that Smaug is the most interactive dragon ever and you're going to be blown away and everyone's like, ah, and then it's just like a, it, it, it's a little like, you know, Muppet head up there. I, I just, I, I, and, and Pirates had it all. It had it all. And I really think they needed to just like call time out and, and, and put a better thing in. And that's it. That's the reason why I'm out. I think you guys will all make up your own minds. You can play the game. I, I, I still think there's a lot in there. I do. I do. Uh, but I just think there's a lesson that it will be learned. And you just can't operate a business like this, especially when you're selling a non-essential toy to people. They never want to feel emotions like, um, we're bummed out, but this is the best we could do. That, that is never a phrase that should ever be uttered from a company selling you $9,500 toys. All right? Have a great day, everyone. La, 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 la.